0: church our worship service number 137 may 12 2019 happy mother's day happy mother's day to all the mothers it's a beautiful day to be in the house of the lord but actually the day outside is fantastic i don't know if you realize the temperature is sensational and uh, here among us Yes, friendship. Let's start praying. Please stand up and let's give thanks to our good Lord. Father, we love you. We adore you. We thank you for this day. Receive the songs that we have for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. i
1: heard a thousand stories of the world. They think you are alike, but I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night. And you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good good father. far and wide but I know good to us. Amen. 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 Open up the heavens, Lord. Amen. stay yeah.
0: We want to thank you so much for your support as well. And feel free to go to our website, thechurch.us. And then you will find a tab that it says online giving. And go ahead. But also there is a phone number that you can just simply send a text message. And the number is 432-268-0007. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. What is the title of our message today? Empowering. empowering. Do you recognize that image? I'm going to give you an offer that he can't refuse. <laughs> right? The Godfather, exactly. And this particular image is from The Godfather 3. It's when Michael is empowering, what is his name? Vincent passing the staff saying, I'm not the godfather anymore. Michael received that from his father, and now is giving it to his nephew, Vincenzo Corleone. Right? Empowering. We, you are familiar with that movie. Probably you don't. But those who are, uh, we enjoy the Tony and I, we are, and Tracy and Mama, we are fans of this thing. And we probably would like to see Killing. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 No, but we like the whole drama, the whole story, you know, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, I speak English, you know, the whole thing. It's a a nice series. and It talks about the successors. My friend, you are watching today, and I want to invite you, go to the website, choose the tab called bulletins, and just get there, the bulletin of today. Today, May 12, 2019, download the bulletin so you can have the notes and areas to write notes. And we know who is enjoying the digital notes. Ronnie is is one of those digital guys, and I love to see those notes in his iPad. Wonderful. Empowering. What the Lord has for us with this message, wonderful things. First of all, I want to start reading one passage of the scripture that is just beautiful, guys. It's just beautiful. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When the Lord God decides to do something, He will first tell His servants, the prophets. He will first tell His servants, the prophets. You know, the Lord has always a plan for everything. The Lord has a plan for your life. The Lord has wonderful things for you. You just don't know it. Now that you are in 2019, in May 2019, you take a look at your past and you think, wow, I never thought in 2005 that this will happen to me. That by doing this, I will get there. You know, things like that. Because the plans of God for your life are going to be revealed slowly to you. Correct? But the the thing is, he reveals his plans to his servants. Are you a servant of God? How do we know we are a servant of God? Well, because we serve God. Correct? You know, friends, in churches, many, many people are working and they receive a salary. I am one of those. But does, that doesn't change the fact that I am a servant of God. I serve God, and I do have a salary. Many other people in churches that are big churches, that they can afford staff and all that, they receive salaries as well. So when the person is in peril in a church, that means that now is a servant of God? No. A servant of God is someone that serves God. And one of the characteristics of a servant of God is that we'll do everything for whom? For God. For the Lord. There is no ulterior motive. There is no hidden agenda. There is no sense of searching for gratification or recognition. You see that? But when someone is trying to do something just to... Uh, be recognized or receive some recognition, that is something that we all do that. We all make that mistake at some point in our lives. But we need to see it so we don't make that mistake anymore. That whatever you do, you do it with all of your heart for the Lord. And when you are serving God, you will receive from Him revelations of His plans for your life what is the definition in the dictionary of the verb to empower it is to give someone the authority or power to do something that is the definition that the dictionary gives us to give someone the authority or power to do something we saw the image of Michael Corleone right and Vincenzo Corleone but you know even in those settings The right way to transfer the command and authority is by empowering the successor. It's not by betraying the leader and taking over the organization. It has to be empower the person by the one who has the authority. That is the right way to do things. But I want to share with you today examples. And I will invite you to take a look at the bulletin and see the three different examples that I'm showing you and you have in the bulletin the pictures of these three guys. The first one is John the Baptist. John the Baptist is a very peculiar individual. Why? Because he was filled with the Holy Spirit since he was in his mother's womb. Imagine that. That makes makes John the Baptist a very unique individual. On the other hand, he was dedicated to God, and he was someone really exceptional and unique. You know, his, his outfit, you know, very strange outfit, and his diet, he was eating uh, insects and stuff like that. He was a uh, strange guy, you know, how he was empowered, because this is what we are talking, right? empowering so how in the world happened that he suddenly was someone with power and authority well God himself empowered John the Baptist there are individuals that are empowered by God in that way since they were born they were special they received something special from the moment they were conceived and they have that in, 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 in their own personalities. It's ingrained in, in, in their own bodies and minds like John the Baptist. But John the Baptist, even though was eccentric, you know, his message was about repentance. Always repentance. You know, he was kind of tough. You know? He called serpents to many of the Jews. He was tough. He, he, he didn't sugarcoat anything, <laughs> you know? Boom, direct to the point. Correct. You know, I have seen individuals in many places that they claim to have a special calling from God. That they received a revelation, a calling, a vision, something that made them special. And there are some things that definitely are special in those individuals. I have seen some of those. You might remember individuals that even took people to other countries and ended it committing suicide. You know what I'm talking about? That religious leader? Because he was so special. And I have seen many of those special individuals, but I want you to see this peculiarity with these modern special guys. Number one is that they are not talking about a message of repentance. They are talking about a message of prosperity, basically. Second, they don't wear simple clothes. No, they wear super fancy clothes. The next thing, they don't live in humble places eating simple things. Oh, no. They have to live in mansions and they they want to have a lifestyle lifestyle of a rich and famous kind of person. You know? It's not exactly the total emulation of John the Baptist's style. He was very, very bold, anointed, empowered by God, but his message was repentance, and he was always humble, and he was able and willing to be by himself. These modern guys and girls, They like to have a group of people surrounding, around them. And it's like, I don't know even how to explain. But they have to go with all these people wherever they go. You know? What's the deal with that? You know? You don't see humility in their lives. Much less the willingness to die for the cause. Like John the Baptist did. His head. Oh, no. One point, very important that you need to see And anyone who claim to have a special calling from God. Unique, they said. I don't need to go to school. I don't need to go to this. I don't need to report to anyone. I have the calling. Very charismatic people. But not necessarily that make them true servants of God. You, you have to be careful with those people. Let's go to the next example of somebody that is empowered by God. There's the example of Timothy. A young kid. Timothy, with his mother and his grandmother, was raised in church. These two ladies were Jewish. And they followed the traditions. But they, you know what? They became believers. And here's Timothy, a little kid. Watch this. No dad in in the scene. We don't know anything about the father or male figure, but this kid was taught by these two ladies about the principles of the scripture, and he was told to obey, to respect, to follow the lead. And eventually, Paul comes into scene, and then Paul embraces him as a disciple. Do you think it was difficult to, to Paul to deal with Timothy? What do you think? No. Why, why not? Because he already had it in his system to obey. Yes, Mama. Yes, Mama. Grandma. Yes, Grandma. When I'll do it, the importance of obeying parents will take you to the 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 leadership of someone super special, you know, but leaders always are looking for disciples. Leaders are always searching for people that want to learn. But leaders don't want to deal with someone that is rebellious, complicated, disobedient, negative, complaining. No. Leaders who want to train people, they are looking for Timothy's. People that are trained in homes. That's why Mother's Happy Mother's Day again. It's it's vital that you train your kids to obey. The kid that obeys in the house is going to obey in the school. The kid that will obey in the school will obey in the church. And the kid that obeys in the house, in the school, in the church is going to obey in the workplace. It's going to succeed. It's, It's exactly the school of Timothy. You see that? Beautiful, right? Empowered, yes, but he was under training all the time. The third example is Joshua. It's a different context, guys. Joshua is a guy who needed to assume the leadership because Moses was about to leave. You know, Moses was called to take Israel out of Egypt and introduce them to the promised land. Correct? And here is Moses. With almost a million Jews. Come on guys. But he's old. (laughs) He's old and he's thinking. Oh my goodness I'm kind of (laughs) tired. I think I need some assistance here. Who is here? I want to see. He was smart. He organized his people. He has his crew. You know different individuals there. But he noticed. That Joshua was smart, but also supportive. Very uh, devoted to the cause. At some point, Moses took Joshua and said, Joshua, I want you to do this project. And Joshua did it. Good. Do this other project, Joshua. And Joshua did it. Moses is watching how Joshua acts. And when Moses sees that Joshua follows the procedure, follows the lead, does the job, get the job done without making issues with anybody, just doing the thing the right way, Moses felt this is my potential successor. Now, one of the keys in transferring authority to somebody else is good communication. Communication is essential in everything we do. You do business, you have to communicate well. You do ministry, you have to communicate well. Whatever you do in your home, with your relatives, with your family, spouse, children, parents, you have to communicate well. But people don't like to communicate well. Do you agree? Sometimes we know people know that we are reaching out but they are ignoring our phone calls emails text message do we agree on that we know they are ignoring it correct and and we are in a predicament because we are thinking well i told them that i'm going to bring the chicken to this function but they didn't answer if i buy the whole chicken or pieces have you Experience that at some point that you don't know what to do, and you are just, come on, tell me. (laughs) Just answer to me. How do you want the chicken? And that bothers you, correct? Communication is essential in everything. You place an order in the drive-thru, and you expect that that order will be the thing that you will receive, correct? You are in a restaurant. You say to the person what is what you want. You expect that the person will bring you what you asked for. And how many times we are in the window or at the table and we say to the person, what kind of meat did I say I wanted? Chicken. This is beef. Is it true or I'm just talking here nonsense? It's the reality of life. When you are talking about being empowered, you have to understand it's essential that you have good communication all the time. But it's exhausting, Gian. Do you know how many text messages do I receive every single day? You know, at 2 p.m., I'm done. I already received 150 text messages. Yeah, my fingers are sore. (laughs) But the thing is, is, is either you do that or you quit. But if you want to succeed in life, you have to work hard. There is no way that you will be successful and obtain more things in life if you don't put yourself to work yourself. You have to put the effort into everything you do. God is going to bless you more as you show responsibility. And part of your responsibilities is to communicate well. So make the effort. Respond the phone calls, respond the text message, respond the emails. That is one good thing to do, and you should, because that is a seed. Watch this. Somebody is reaching out to you. Somebody is trying to sell you this briefcase that you get a quote. And calls you, emails you, texts you, and you don't respond. Listen to this. This person is trying to get a deal. I understand But you don't have the courtesy to say, thank you, but I'm not going to do it. You just ignore it and ignore it and ignore it. That is a seed. What will be the harvest of that seed? In the future, you will be the one selling a house, a car, applying for a job, whatever the case may be. And you are reaching out and reaching out and reaching out and the harvest will be. Zero answer. Would you like that? I, I know you don't want that. Do you understand? Communication is, is key for your future. And Moses noticed that with Joshua. Most of the transfers of empowering, of empowering people, the majority of those processes, the leader always finds out if this potential successor has good communication skills or not. Why? Because if the potential successor doesn't have good communication skills, even though it's a genius, that person cannot assume the leadership in that organization. Cannot! Because it's going to mess it up. It's going to destroy the whole organization because of his poor communication. You see that? It's so important that you communicate. Put the effort. Don't say in 25 words what you can say in five. Simple text message. Okay. Why does God empower some people? Why he does that? Because he prepared them to perform a particular function in life. Everyone is different. Everyone has a different calling. Correct? And what is what we read in the scripture recently? That when the Lord God decides to do something, he will first tell his servants, the prophets. The Lord is going to speak to you because he has a plan for your life. He has a vision for your life. And what is the Lord's vision? Well, the Lord's vision is this. To give someone the authority or power to do something. That is the Lord's vision for you. He wants to give you authority and power to do something. Now, you are getting excited, right? You are thinking, okay, authority and power to do something. I, I like that. I like that. Keep, 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 keep on telling me, Gian. I want to hear more about this. Okay. Because I want to know what's for me. What's for me? Tell me. Tell me. I want to know what, what, is what I have to do. So the natural question is this. Okay. What was for me? You told us about uh, this guy, John the Baptist. You told us about Timothy. You told us about Joshua. Okay, what about me? And this is what the Lord wants you to see today. What about those around you that need you? What? Yeah. What about those around you that need you? I thought that we would talk about me. No. What about those around you that need you? Do you think about those? Or you are the kind of person that is always thinking about yourself? Empowering people has to do not just with God empowering you, but you empowering others. And this is essential for your future. Read with me this slide on the screen, please. I need to think of one person around me that I can empower. So what I want you to do is in your bulletin, there is an area for three names. And I want you to write in that area The names of three individuals that you know that you can empower. Please take your time to do that now. Think of three individuals that you can empower. That you can give them authority or knowledge or something. That you can transfer something to do something. Please think of those three individuals and write their names there. okay you have the names but now let's talk about the three things that you need to consider when you want to start developing a protege a what a protege what was that is that a the brand of a cologne no 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 protege is a french word that means disciple or student protege anyone that you are training or you are Teaching things becomes your protégé. There are three things that you need to consider in your protégés. The number one is personality. It's it's extremely important that you consider his or her personality. Let's, Let's suppose, okay? Let's suppose that I am a professional singer, okay? Let's suppose I'm a professional singer and I have a band but i want to retire eventually and i need someone to take over and there is a guy who has the talent the voice is fantastic you know very good looking comes from a good family great principles but the guy is super shy super ultra introvert and i already try to have him singing in some functions But his personality is not what I need for that role. You see? You need to think of the personality of your protege. You might see in your potential protege someone that can do certain things. But is it part of his personality? You know, some people are born to be leaders. Right? And some people are not. Some people need a lot of training to become leaders. Some people can learn to be leaders. But there are ones, friends, that they will never be leaders. They are great team players. Their personality is made that way. They are built that way. So when you have a protege, someone that you know that you want to train, you need to think of, number one, personality. Number two, gifts, talents, and skills. You see someone that has a great potential, is very smart, has the right personality, but this person doesn't have the the talents, the the gifts, the skills to do that particular thing that you want to teach them. You try to teach them, but this person has a personality, but is not built to be able to manage those things. Can you imagine myself managing heavy equipment I'll be a joke, you know. Imagine myself in a huge crane out there. I'll be freaking out. I'll be singing all the time. Help me, Lord. (laughs) You know, I'll be praying. But I don't think that I could do something like that. When you think of your protege, think about that. Personality and also talents and skills. But the third thing that you need to consider is his or her calling. Some people are called to do certain things in life. There is a funny, funny movie. It's called The Proposal. I don't know if you have seen it. We'd like to see that movie with uh, Sandra Bullock and what's his name? Yes, thank you all. And, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny movie. His father lives in Sitka, Alaska, and the guy has an empire, tons of businesses, but the the boy, he is a book editor, you know, probably had the personality, maybe had the skills to manage those businesses, but his calling was to be a book editor, and sometimes that happens in families. The father wants the, the children to do, to do something, but you know, no one has the calling to, to do that. You know how many singers they are longing to see their kids on the stage, uh, they, they don't have that calling in life. Politicians longing to just see the children after them, they don't have that calling in life. You see that? When you are considering how to develop a protege, first thing you evaluate is his. Personality. Second, uh, yeah. gifts. Gifts, gifts. Talents, gifts, talents, skills. And the third thing, calling. calling. Because you <laughs> cannot force in your protege what you want. Right. Would you accept that from your mentor? You have a mentor, somebody that really cares for you, loves you, and, but he wants to push you to become a professional piano player. And you're like, <laughs> buddy, I love music, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I have the personality to be there. You know, I can wear one of those tuxedos and do my thing with the suit, you know? Yeah, I can play the piano, but it's not my calling to become a professional piano player. You will not accept that from your your mentor, correct? You will not. Think about it when you are developing your protege's personality, set of skills, and calling in life. Ask them. What do you see in your future? Well, you know, uh, I would like to, to, to have one day a restaurant with a big piano in the middle of the place that I can go and play Friday nights. So you don't want to be a piano player, a professional piano player? No. And you accept it. And then work with his vision, his calling, his skills, and his personality. That is empowering people. Now, I have asked near 20 people, successful people, what are those things that they consider are the most important lessons that their protege, the protege, should receive from a mentor? All these people that gave me different answers are successful people. People that are, I have among all these. Someone that leads near 2,000 people in his organization. And I have two or three of them that are millionaires. And I have others that are, uh, I don't know if they are CEO or something like that, but top of the line in their organizations. Leaders that I said, what do you think it's important for a protege To learn from a mentor. Are you ready for this list? You better start writing because this is going to be quick. The first thing they say is, I want them to tell me the truth, but in a nice way. If you want to develop a protege and you want to tell them the truth, fine. But to tell it in a nice way. You don't need to be rude. You don't have to be cold or cruel with your protege. That that doesn't work. Second thing they said, pray constantly for him or for her. Pray for your proteges. Pray for this person. Pray for open doors. Pray for opportunities. Pray for for, uh, provision. Pray for wisdom. Pray for protection. Pray, pray constantly. Third thing, challenge him or her. Challenge him. Everyone responds good to a challenge. When it's a good protege, oh, they, they respond good, good to the challenge. You bring this person and says, okay, so how many, how many pounds are you lifting now? And he says, uh, 250. I wonder if you could do 300. Oh, let me try. Mm-hmm. And he does it. And then, well, you are lifting up 300 now? Yeah? Do you think you could do four 400? Four, four I don't know, but I can try. Challenge your protégés. It's inspiring. Next thing, it is to encourage them. They come back and say, you know, I wasn't 350, but I just can't. I don't think I can do that anymore. I'm tired. I got hurt. You know, three weeks I tried. And look what happened to me when I was trying to do what you you told me to do. It. You challenged me. I wanted it. But now I just don't think so well that it's the time for you to encourage your protege. Some mentors, they don't know how to be mentors. The person feels a little bit defeated, a little bit depressed, a little bit sad, because failed on this and that. And they come to the, protege, to the mentor. They come to the mentor and say, listen, I tried, but I couldn't do it. And those mentors, they get so angry. They say, you're a stupid or what? Why are you crying? Stop crying. You know? They get so angry because the protege couldn't do it exactly the way that he wanted it. That, that's not the right way. People feel sad sometimes. You feel sad sometimes. Sometimes you need a little bit of encouragement. Don't beat them up because they are down. What kind of man are you? You (laughs) No, sometimes men cry. Sometimes people feel sad. So your job is to encourage them when the person needs that support. Share with them knowledge and experiences. That's your job as a mentor. When you are training somebody, share with them what you know and share with them your experiences. You know, this happened to me before. You know, when I was baking that cake, in one occasion, this and this happened to me. One day when I was using this equipment, you know what happened to me? This and this happened to me, etc. Share knowledge and experiences. Next thing, believe in your protege. There is nothing more important that you can have from your mentor than that he believes in you. It's the most amazing feeling. You go to your your mentor and say, this is happening and this is my my situation currently. and, and I see these challenges, but it's very, very difficult. I really don't know how. Can I manage all that? And then suddenly your mentor says to you, Hey, buddy, I know you can do this. I believe in you. You are just like, really? You do believe in me? Oh, absolutely. I know. I know you can do that. The Lord is with you. Do you really believe in me? I am certain that you will make it. Maybe you will go through difficulties, but you're going to make it. You will succeed. That is awesome. Those are so powerful words, my friends. Believe in your proteges. Believe in those who need you. Yeah, they fail. Do you? Do you fail sometimes? Well, they too. (laughs) But you don't stop believing in them because they, they messed up. Next thing lead by example. That is the most crucial aspect of a mentor. You have to show through your life that you are a good example to follow. And everything, everything you say, everything you do, your behavior, your health, your finances, your family, the way that you treat people, the way that you take care of your things. Because after all, what people are watching is not what you are saying, but what you are doing. Correct? Be a good example for your protege. You know you know the stories of those guys who are smoking and they say to the kid, I told you don't smoke. <sighs> I mean, you can't do that. Right? Lead by example. All right. Next thing. Provide opportunities for development. Sometimes your proteges, they need an opportunity. They they are ready. They have the personality, the skills. They have the calling. You believe in them and you are encouraging them and all that. But now they, they need an opportunity. Give them the opportunity. Provide that opportunity. If you need to invest in providing opportunities for them, do it. Even if they fail for a little while. Because learning includes failure. You don't make that chili right away excellent like Brandon can. You know? But even Brandon failed a little before he made that chili. That's a good chili. I miss that chili, Brandon. You got to make it one day again. All right. And... This is so crucial that a mentor should teach to a protege, teach them how to manage money. You know who are the most unhappy people in the world? Are those who are broke. (laughs) And if you can think of the most unhappy moment that you have had in your life, It's exactly that when you are broke and you don't have the money to pay anything and you are just like, man, I would like to eat this and I don't have the money for that. I would like to buy me this and I I don't have the money for that. It's Mother's Day and I would like to get her something for my mother and I I can't afford it. It's Christmas and and I I can't give anything to anybody because I'm broke. Broke, broke, broke. Woo. Bro, bro. <laughs> if a protege needs to learn something, my friend, from you, that is money management. They need to know how to make money. Talk to them about money. Uh, Gian, that is a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> for me. I don't like to talk, you know, because it's too personal. If you don't do it, you there is no way that they will learn. You have to talk about money. And what are the main aspects in money? Well, there is an income and there are expenses. So what is what we need to do to create a what? B-U-D-G-E-T, a budget. Do you have a budget? Is your budget in black or in red? That is the beginning of money management. And you know, for us believers, who comes first in our budget? For the true servant of God, the first check is always to the Lord. That's right. Oh, here we go. I knew it. You always want that, Gian. I want you to get it, I want you to be prosperous. I want you to apply it and experience yourself the blessings that will come to you because you are faithful to God. You don't want to do it? Don't do it. But I'm not going to stop teaching you that.
1: That's right.
0: Apply it and you will see the big difference. Instead of struggling every month and every year like, how long, how many more years would you like to go in the same thing? You already know it doesn't work. But you want to keep going? Keep going. Trust me. The church will survive without you. It's all about your finances. Get it. Budget. The first check, the Lord. Money. Second thing, health. Well, you know what? Leave me alone. It's my body. Okay? Don't talk to me about it. You know? Okay? But at the end, people that do not have good health suffer. Do you want that? No. You need to talk to your proteges about health, eating habits, exercising, doing the right thing, sleeping when it is the time. I heard this funny story recently. I will not say the name of the guy who told me this because it's, it's, I can't, but it's hilarious. He said that at some point he had one of those, uh, what's the name? yeah fit something and uh, so this thing was connected to some app and uh, the thing will tell in the app steps calories and all that right but also registered the hours of sleep so the the wife said one day I want one of those so he gave it to her (laughs) two days later he said to her hey by the way uh, I, do you want to see your records in the app? Sure. Well, you have uh, made this amount of steps of steps in the last 48 hours. Okay. You have burned this amount of calories in the last 24 hours. Okay. And you know what? You're right. You don't sleep good in the night. Look at the graph here. Your sleeping habits in the night are horrible. You're right. You barely sleep some hours in the night. I I told you. I told you that. Now you believe me. Now, the graph also shows us that you are sleeping most of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) How your health will be good if you are on Facebook the whole night, playing games the whole night. You do not sleep. But, you know. Eat, sleep, exercise, and finally, relationships, because who wants to end at the end of his life? Who wants to end alone? You know, with money, good health, but you don't have anybody to do life with. No friends, no one of your relatives wants to hang out with you. Nobody calls you. Nobody comes to see you. Nobody invites you to a birthday party. You are by yourself. Would you like that? Well, you know, I'm like John the Baptist. (laughs) You are right. (laughs) No. You see your protégés, they have challenges. They have problems. Go ahead and talk to them about it. But what was the first thing that we say we need to do? Tell the truth in a nice way. In a nice way. That's right. Let me read this scripture to you guys. Romans 10, 14 and 15. Before people can pray to the Lord for help, they must believe in Him. And before that, they must hear about Him. However, someone must tell them how wonderful it is to see someone coming to tell the good news. It's your job to go and share good news with them. So let's end this service with this wonderful song. Send me out of
1: If I have. I have to say
0: myself all well, go if, if you have to go by yourself go share the good news let's just start by praying dear God I see that my selfishness was a problem but not anymore I confess my sins before you I'm sorry that I have been self-centered and I know that you are changing that in me you are good Lord you are merciful I know that you have wonderful plans for me. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give me a new opportunity to restart my life. I need to change. Please help me, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness, Lord. And thank you for your forgiveness. I surrender to you, Lord. I love you, God, in Jesus' name. Receive the forgiveness of your sins, my friend. Receive the peace of God, and that will make you totally different. You will be able not just to learn, but also to teach and share with others the great news. There is hope. All together we say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed. This year 2019. Thank you so much for coming up to church. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The peace of God with you and have a wonderful week. Alright.
1: I I know, I know, I know. I know.
0: We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.